Hey, welcome to Gig News tonight. Tonight. I'm <laughs> My buddy Steve. Hey guys. Again, what's going on? Uh busy day. Busy day. It was actually really slow here today. Oh yeah. Well, in Texas we're enjoying the weather. So today mm. I was delivering Today I was delivering and um talking to all my concierge friends mm -hmm. who I see usually and they're all like it was like in the late it was in the upper 90s yesterday well yeah so, I was about to say yeah it was so like we had 95 wave. today mm -hmm. yeah yeah so anyway uh how was your Amazon flex route I saw oh, your post on that yeah that was awesome so and I, I think about moving to Daytona Beach just for the, the, the Amazon warehouse up there because the workers there told me that that particular warehouse is a part of a pilot program or something. And um, hmm. so I noticed like every day I'll see blocks. They're like three to seven thirty and they all start at about twenty one fifty to twenty two dollars an hour. And so you'll see it like starting like around ninety dollars. And, and like if you wait. Like it's just like any other gig app where, you know, orders that need to get done, they start adding, you know, increased pay on them. Um, so I usually don't go up there unless it's paying like over $90, preferably a hundred. But um, the, even though it's four and a half hours, it never takes four and a half hours. It takes like three, three and a half tops. Hmm. So today I grabbed a three to seven thirty for ninety four fifty, and I finished it in. Well, uh, from the time I got to the warehouse to the time I dropped off the last package, about two and a half hours. Yeah, so that was really good. Is and then this I'm, in Orlando or is in Daytona Beach? Okay, and I don't know my. I need to brush up on my Florida geography. So, so that's I, a little. You have to drive out like out yeah. of the county to another county to. Yeah, it's about a half hour north of here. So like I four goes okay. from Daytona Beach to Tampa. Even though like it's it's a east west highway, it really goes yeah. north south. It goes like at a perfect forty five degree angle from Daytona Beach to Tampa. Um, I've been I've been on every exit on that highway at some point or another. So so can can you do Amazon Flex in your home? town where um, you live well there's no warehouses around here so, so there aren't any offers no the closest is like a whole foods in altamont springs is about 20 25 minutes away i haven't got a i used to do i was doing whole foods blocks every wednesday and thursday for like two years and then they just all dried up because all of a sudden the amazon they started charging like I think like a ten dollar delivery fee. Mm -hmm. So mm. a lot of customers I think stopped using it, even though like I have my preferences set to just Whole Foods. But I will do those Daytona Beach routes if the price is right. Did you work for Instacart when we were doing Whole Foods? I miss Whole Foods. I, I miss I miss it. Yeah, that but was... I, only, <laughs> I think I only did like one or two orders out of there. I can never find anything because it wasn't. It didn't have the aisle numbers on it, you know. It's kind of like Aldi. No, oh, no, no aisle numbers. Yeah, you had to learn the store. Yeah, but those I, were innocent times. Yeah, those were. <laughs> <laughs> but those paid. Well, those were good paying times. See, By Dallas. Way, Dallas has three. We had three. We have three Whole Foods here. Mm -hmm. So there's. I mean, in fact, when Instacart, you should see if you get in with Amazon Flex. Yeah, well, that's why I was asking you about it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I applied once and they weren't hiring in, in yeah. Dallas. So what, what sucks is goes. there's no like referral program. So, hmm. you know, like I wouldn't get a bonus if I referred you or anything. Well, that's because they're Amazon. They don't, need, <laughs> they don't need that. There's plenty of people here. Dallas has a big immigrant community. Um, yeah. A lot of, so, and a lot of them do Amazon flex. A lot of them do the whole foods now. Um, so, and you know, I like, I like shopping in stores, you know, today, all my orders, I, I did shipped all day and I did in store. I shopped myself. 
I didn't do any delivery mm-hmm. onlys. And it was nice. I got back in my mode. Oh, you know. I haven't seen a delivery only on Instacart in years, like not since COVID. In the pre-COVID days, well, they got rid of all the in-store shoppers. Now they mm-hmm. have these shop only mm-hmm. orders. Shipped has a lot of delivery only arrangements. Who does the shopping? Store employees? Uh, Albertsons and Central Market and HEB in Texas. Shipped will pick up the curbside stuff that the store people shop Mm. uh and best buy shipped also we deliver best buy and i think instacart does best buy yeah i I think i've had like but but, i think i've taken one i took one best buy offer ever yeah by the way i'm drinking instead of beer tonight i'm drinking um evan williams bourbon on the rocks literally literally the rocks these are whiskey stones like this is this is what you like you you throw them in the freezer and then this way you can you cool down your drink without watering it down like with ice right right with whiskey stones yeah do you like do you like um do you like manhattans i don't really drink you know, cocktails i'm just beer that's a, that's a, a, a manhattan <laughs> a manhattan is a whiskey martini they mm. are and it's an old it's an old drink, you know. That's something Manhattan's are something like your grandfather would have yeah. come home from work and had. Those were big in like the 50s and 60s, and they're they're terrific. It's just bourbon with a little bit of sweet vermouth. Mm, I'll have to try it. Anyway, so I guess we can jump into the news. Yeah, what do we got? What's going on today, Chad? So I kind of titled this show. This is definitely a follow-up on the show we did last week about the Washington State guaranteed pay for Uber and Lyft drivers. <clears throat> and this is kind of the difference between red states and blue states. So um, I, I should have had this ready to go. Let's share my screen here. Go. There we go. You don't need to see. There we go. All right, so <clears throat> this is from Bloomberg. Washington Lyft Uber driver deal not safe from court challenge. And I remember I said this last week. A new Washington, if you missed it, I'll just re, uh, you know recount it real quick. New Washington law touted as a grand bargain among Lyft uh, and Uber drivers. Their driver in a union local could nevertheless be ripe for a legal challenge of the experience of past gig worker measures in the indication. The law, which Governor Jay Inslee uh, signed March 31st to ensure Lyft and Uber can keep classifying their Washington drivers as independent contractors, but requires the companies to provide benefits, including minimum per trip pay and paid sick time. Sounds like employee to me. Despite the law's negotiated nature, opponents could challenge it on several fronts. In particular, a city such as Seattle could sue over language that preempts future efforts to regulate ride hail companies locally. Drivers could also sue to challenge the minimum pay formula, which provides per mile and per minute uh, pay rates while they're transporting passengers, but not while they're waiting or driving to pick up passengers. One of the Washington measures opponents is Sean O'Brien, the new head of Teamsters International Union, who told Bloomberg nurse he was urging Inslee to veto the legislation hours before the governor signed it. Even though a local affiliate of the union helped negotiate the legislation, O'Brien said the new law falls short of conferring the full rights and benefits of employment on drivers. Uh, and then it says, uh, an industry-backed attempt to do likewise valid uh, initiative in California, Prop 22, is a high-profile example of a gig worker measure getting challenged and at least temporarily blocked in court. California state court found the Prop 22 initiative was unconstitutional and represented a limit of state power to determine which workers must be covered by workers' compensation laws. Judge also struck down the initiative for its limits to collective bargaining. An appeal that decision is pending California's first district uh, court of appeal. I don't know when that's going to go. It's been a long time. It is possible to imagine a claim similar to the one brought to California, urging that the law violates the Washington Constitution's single subject rule, said Elizabeth Ford, professor at Seattle University School of Law. A similar claim was brought against Seattle law that provided a range of benefits to hotel workers, including pay protections, health insurance requirements, and safety protections. And um, that's. And then they mentioned that Massachusetts and New York uh, have similar, um, you know, laws or. Pro- proposals in the works so anyway 
did I call dude? I called it. I don't know if you know Paul Verzi, comedian. He has a podcast called Dude I Called It, you know. Okay. And, uh, this this is I, I should bring up the tape from last Thursday. Cause so I said, you know, this is still get, you know, prop 22, you know, that's going through all kinds of legal challenges. Neither of us are lawyers, but you know, in our, our you know, armchair estimation, what do you think? Um, I mean, well, the thing that stood out to me is that the teamster guy, he's like, it doesn't go far enough. He wants Uber and Lyft drivers to be yeah, employees. And yeah, it's like, yeah. no, but they don't want to be, we want, we want to be independent contractors. So the law, Governor Inslee signed that law on March 31. That was seven days ago. Yeah. And um, so, so it sounds like in the, in the West, like in Washington state, they are trying to come up with this grand compromise where we remain independent contractors, but get paid sick time uh you know i don't know how you can be an independent contractor the way and it, still claim sick time i don't either i don't either but you know well you know i guess as long as you're gonna get paid via 1099 uh yeah the states are making that those states are making it really complicated it's just a lot more complicated i don't know do you know anybody i, I don't know anybody in those states but i would assume that if sick time is going to be paid, then we're mm. going to end up paying for it one way or the other, or the, the workers, the, you know, the shoppers yeah. are going to end up paying for I'll it. I'll be curious. The, the, the only person like the only gig tuber I know of that's out there is a uh, J views investments, but he doesn't really make videos that much anymore. I, I have to look, mm -hmm. maybe I can reach out to him. See if he can, but mm -hmm. I don't think he does Uber and Lyft because this particular law I believe it only applies to Uber and Lyft. It doesn't apply to Instacart, DoorDash, all that stuff. But These writers, it, you know, the whole premise of this, this is Bloomberg. Well, Bloomberg mm -hmm. law. Basically, it's like, okay, so they pass the law. And then the whole con the whole discussion here is how how the, the law can get either amended or derailed in court. And... Mm -hmm. You know, they all these quotes from Timothy O'Connell, a management mm -hmm. side labor attorney in Seattle, mm -hmm. who, you know, this was a political compromise. <laughs> um, there's a I'm reason. It, it would be hilarious if the law got challenged by by the Teamsters or some other like. Well, know, I'm sure the Teamsters workers. are going to sue. <clears throat> the Teamsters is saying that they're going to sue to like make because the teamsters want gig workers to unionize yeah, yeah so that's so a, they're gonna become that's union what, members yeah 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 andrea Definitely. moore said that's i wish the they point. would stop just like yeah i mean well that's if you want to if you know it's best for people you get into government <laughs> that's how it works um full, dis full disclosure i'm not the biggest union guy yeah, neither if am you I. Wanted, yeah, so if you want to get another, a different opinion, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna not be very mm -hmm. supportive. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next story because it's it it dovetails with this one. So let's go back to this. Uber's lift, Uber comma lifts win in Washington State comes before NLRB rules on gig worker standard. That's the National Labor labor relations board so like they start by mentioning about the washington law we just talked about so i'm not going to recap all that but it's going to go to the uh, kind of the meat of the article here patches this bill comes at a very relevant moment for gig workers the nlrb may t take a decision in late april about whether to change the standard for determining the independent contractor status of workers the independent contractor standard is based on traditional common law agency tests which analyzes all relevant factors to find out whether a contractor is rendering services as part of an independent business. If the NLR NLRB were to change the standard and return to previous interpretation, it could put more emphasis on the economic dependency between the contractor and the employer. Possible modification of the standard wouldn't mean that gig workers would automatically be classified as employees, but it could make it easier for them to prove it. U.S. Mm -hmm. Senators Braun and Burr 
led a group of 12 law lawmakers that sent an amiscus brief to the NLRB concerning with a potential attempt by the NLRB to revise the definition of independent contractor under the National Labor Relations Act. Such a revision would constitute significant overreach and circum circumvention of Congress. The stakes for the definition of independent contractor are high with senators, federal agencies, and trade associations involved. Uber and Lyft may continue advocating for workable solutions in different states like the new bill adopted in Washington, but the discussion could soon escalate at a federal level. And that's that's what I, like, if you saw my poll, I try to do a poll every morning on my YouTube channel. And the one I said today is, you know, how do you think this winds up? Like, is, you just think it's going to be like, Federal is that, you know, blue states are going to do their own thing. Red states are going to do their own thing. Is it going to take an act of Congress or maybe like a Supreme Court decision to declare us as employees or independent contractors? Or are they going to are we going to do what they did in Europe where they came up with a third uh, classification of just worker? Um, if you listen to Rideshare Rodeo podcast or check out his channel, Steve um, Johnson, not not this Steve, the other another Steve. Um, he's talked about this a lot for the last year or so. Um, so, you know, what do you think? Is it you think it's going to go state by state? Is it is the federal? I mean, there was the Pro Act last year, which I'm sure you're familiar with. The Pro Act was basically the federal equivalent of like AB five, and thankfully that that died. It's as as of right now. Um, what do you think, Steve? Are we all is is it going to go state to state, or is there going to be a federal okay law? Supreme well, Court? okay. So this article is something everybody should pay attention to. The first one we talked about a minute ago that pertains to people who just live in Washington State. This is about the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB. I believe that is a commission. That has to do with the U.S. Department of Labor. Okay, yeah, unelected so bureaucrats. <laughs> the, well, it's yeah. The the president appoints whoever's president mm -hmm. appoints people on the board. So that's how it is. And what they mentioned that the in the union, article, what the unions, what the unions it. have been wanting to do for a long time, is get the NLRB to modify. It says in here, modify the definition of a gig worker. And what that means is they want to change the definition of a gig worker. And mm -hmm. uh, basically, I guess some people want the, the gig worker definition to mean you have to be hired as an employee, which is like the PRO Act, the way the PRO Act worked. Or, you know, it says here at the end of the article, these two senators, I didn't know this, uh, Burr is a guy and he's in North Carolina, but I mm -hmm. guess, I guess some people want, they want the NLRB to uh, rigidly define the definition of a gig worker. So that way states like Washington can't come around and create these weird laws where you have, you get, you get benefits but you're still not an employee right um i mean this well, is something that we should all watch and this yeah. is also something that could be done just you know by the stroke of a just you know as an administ as an administrative mm -hmm. thing it isn't something that has to pass in congress and so yeah, and this is definitely something we should watch that's, it that's what i was gonna everybody. say yeah it's it, you have these unelected bureaucrats who if they're appointed by a politician, then they are political. So, but it could be, I mean, all that has to happen is that for the next president comes in and then they can just appoint their own people and reverse that. It rotates. It's like the NLRB is like the federal communicate. It's like the FCC. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, the, the, the FDA. Yep. Okay. It's, it's commissioners and it's like, there's seven of them and three are going to be by, the party out of power and four are going to, and it, it's a rotating board. So, but, mm. um, let's move yeah. on to part three of this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, Georgia lawmakers make Uber Grubhub drivers, independent contractors. This is a return of the Jedi of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama and Georgia are poised to join the ranks of those States, making it clear that drivers for Uber, Lyft, Grubhub and other delivery and ride sharing apps should be considered independent contractors, not employees with workers' compensation, insurance, and other benefits. The Georgia Senate on Monday unanimously approved House Bill 389, sending it to the governor. 
Bill notes that a worker will be considered an employee unless he or she has a certain amount of control over the work. To be considered an independent contractor, the worker must not be prohibited from working for other companies, must not be prescribed work hours, among other requirements. Late last week, Alabama Senate passed a revised vision, revised version of Senate Bill 150, sent it to Governor Kay Ively for a second time for her signature. The legislature passed the bill in March, but the governor requested some amendments, including a line that the driver would not be responsible for automobile liability insurance. Two bills make Alabama and Georgia two of several mm. states to define ride-sharing app and delivery drivers as independent contractors. The companies have said the clarification benefit workers as much as the app-based platforms. The Alabama bill, sponsored by Senator Arthur Orr and others, would create a multi-part definition that notes that a marketplace contractor shall not be considered to be an employee if the driver signs an agreement to that effect, if the app-based platform does not prescribe work hours, if the platform does not prohibit the driver from using other marketplace apps or engaging in other works, if the platform does not furnish equipment or tools, and if the drivers bear most of the expenses, except now auto liability insurance. Well, I kind of like the idea of the gig apps providing the auto liability insurance, as far as I know, well, Uber and Lyft provide insurance while you're on a ride, but if you're, if there's nobody in the car and you crash, that's on you. And Amazon flex does provide uh, auto insurance. If you crash while in the process of making an Amazon delivery, I know because that happened to me <laughs> about a year ago. So, like I said, this is the difference between blue states and red states, comparing the Washington and California with Georgia and Alabama. They just straight up said, yeah, we're codifying these guys as independent contractors. So, but again, going back to part two, you know, the NLRB could, in theory, kind of override this. But I mean, it's, again, neither of us are lawyers. So I have a question. So it says here uh, in the Alabama bill. Uh-huh. Uh, the governor requested some amendments, including a line that the driver would not be responsible for automobile liability insurance. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that there could be a situation where if you want to work for Instacart or Shipt, mm. you they would require you to carry commercial insurance? No, this is the opposite. It says the driver would not be responsible. I know that that, but why is that in there? Does that mean? I think that, they're they're passing that, that, that onto the the gig app. Hmm. Okay. Okay. The insurance it's kind company. Of the, the I mean, I I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that got some that shirt that got that got past the insurance lobby. Hmm. <laughs> because the insurance lobby would want it want would want us would want to force us you know they would they would want the business so this makes it optional mm -hmm. um well you know this is a dream bill written by uh, lyft and uber in the alabama where's your uh in alabama and georgia in the, by the way steve wrote this bookshop like a pro and uh do you know what page it is where you talked about auto insurance Oh, uh, there's a chapter on it. It's the automobile chapter. Chapter twelve, yeah. So, but I mean, it's 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 not you know it's it's optional. You know, you. Well, you my don't point is, to, you don't have to carry commercial if, insurance, but you'll just be on the hook for a lot of money if you have a wreck. Yeah, if you're a gig worker, just tell your insurance company that you need like a a, a they they just anything gig work they just throw under rideshare. So you just tell them mm -hmm. you need a you need a rideshare endorsement, and it's like. I mean, if you have a if you have a good driving record, you know it should be like a buck a day. You know, it's really not that much. So you know, it's you know, spend the money. It's it's worth it. All right, definitely. definitely. We gotta take our we gotta take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Chappelle show. All right, <laughs> remember that. Yes. All right, we'll be back in thirty four seconds. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. 
Yep. And there's a links in the description below, but if you can also go to bit.ly slash Doug GigTube. I tried doing just bit.ly slash Doug, but it's taken. Uh, driver's Utility Helper, made by Gary Milton, Milton Technologies. If you're a DoorDash driver and you have an Android, I can't recommend it enough. It's just, it's just to make it totally easier, safer to drive because you can put all your parameters in. You can have it... Like you can have it auto accept and auto decline or one or the other, you know, like a lot, I know some people oh, have it nice. only auto decline, mm-hmm. but like, if, like, but you can accept manually. Um, what stings is that it's like I said, it's only on Android, but um, I heard rumors that it could become an iPhone. Maybe possibly. All right. That was, that was, then I All could right. use, then I could use mm-hmm. it. Oh, by the way, Chad. Um, sure. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I had a, when are we going to get to sponsor the 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 show uh the um the instacart bots <laughs> uh i wouldn't it's brought to you uh, by brought to you by the instacart bots direct from caracas yeah yeah that's what that's that's a message i want to send <laughs> um all right so let's move on to our next story this is instacart related and you know you and i we started out as instacart shoppers and like your book is very it's not specifically to instacart shoppers but you know if you're an instacart shopper it's now got a lot for shipped yeah get get if you don't want a a physical hard copy edition you can get it on kindle too so just read it on your phone all right let's move on to this breaking news from instacart this is up from uh, techcrunch.com instacart is coming after users who tricked shoppers out of tips in the height of the pandemic grocery behemoth Instacart dealt with tip baiting or a gross tactic in which customers I gotta mute your mic. <laughs> uh, in which customers baited shoppers with a big tip and then reduced said tip to zero after they received groceries. Instacart then alleged that less than half of a percent of orders have tips removed post-delivery, but then it introduced a series of new policies, including required feedback if a tip is removed, deactivation of customers who consistently remove tips, and reduction in the tip adjustment window from three days to 24 hours. Instacart is rolling out a, a tip protection service to give its shoppers more reliable access to their tips. The protection will see Instacart protect shoppers from customers who remove a tip without reporting an issue with an order. Instacart said it will cover the amount of the zeroed out tip to up to $10. Tips have been a particularly tense topic with some workers meaning that to make the default tip at least 10% of a customer's total bill up from the current 5%. Tipping protection scratches at this Worry by affording more reliability tips that may be taken away, but doesn't get into the heart of making higher earnings a more automatic feature within the app. When asked if there are any future plans to increase the tipping default, Instacart pointed to its efforts to prompt customers to consider increasing their tips. Along with new tipping protection, Instacart also shared the launch of multi-store batches, which lets shoppers select batches that include multiple store locations. Spokesperson explained that a shopper can accept a batch that includes orders from two customers at two different stores and then only take one trip across town to maximize time spent earning money. All right. So as is often the case with Instacart, it's it's nice, but it's always too little too late. Where was this tip protection two, three years ago? Um, and also there's a huge, huge loophole in their plan here. It said, you know, if if they take the tip away without giving a reason as to why. But if you're if you're gonna tip bait somebody, you're probably going to say you're a bunch of your items were you know damaged or missing, and then you know write the shopper one star and then zero out the tip. So I'm not sure like how beneficial this is going to be. Although I do agree, I did the math. It says Instacart ledge less than half a percent. You know, I've been doing Instacart since 2018. You know how many times I've been tip baited, like straight up tip baited where nothing went wrong and I had my tip zeroed out? How many? May, maybe twice. You should have worn deodorant. <laughs> Any other time somebody zeroed out their tip, it's because, like I just said, something went wrong. You know, they got missing items, damaged items, you know. This is how, how many times have you been tip baited? Uh, rarely, rarely. Th- th- this yeah. this is the latest chapter in the saga of Instacart's bad decision to <laughs> set a five percent tip with every order. 
the reason people get tip baited, I think, is because, you know, a lot of people who place orders, they don't even see it. It's stuck in there and it's like a fee. It's basically a service fee that Instacart is calling a tip. And it's um, so when people go in and change it, I think a lot of people place the order with the, the tip in there and they don't realize it until afterwards and they go back and they didn't intend it. You know, there are some people who just don't tip, whether you agree mm -hmm. with them or not, they think they're paying enough and they're not going to tip. And that's, you know, that's, that's how they roll. Uh, the, but the, the problem, this is just another problem of why they've shoehorned in this dumb idea that everybody gets a 5% tip. And that is, do you know, uh, DoorDash does this as well, right? I mean, what, are there other companies that do the 5% tip like Instacart? Well, actually with DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub, it's a lot, it's usually like 10 to 15%, sometimes 20. But are people well, setting it or it, because with Instacart. When you place the order, it's like, like at a restaurant when the re, we have the receipt and like it says suggested tip and like it'll say mm -hmm. 15, 20, 20, like, um, whenever I, you know, I, sometimes I use Uber Eats, but I usually use DoorDash. It's just like when you, place your order and you get to the final screen, it's going to say suggested tip, you know, and it's, it's usually like three choices and it like the middle one is always um, highlighted. Um, maybe, maybe this new CEO of Instacart, maybe Fiji will change this terrible idea because Instacart is basically, they're, they're doing everything to get out. They're trying to just get away from tips because <laughs> on their end, it just, they just, all they hear from customers is I hate tipping and we're paying enough and I'm just yeah. going to go, go back to the store now. And so this was, this was Instacart's grand compromise. And now this whole tip baiting thing, which is, you know, just a lot of people who go and do and, and really screw up an order will, the, the customer will go and they'll take the tip back because they forgot they you know they brought they brought the wrong milk or they you know they did terrible substitutions or they didn't care or whatever and mm -hmm. and then the and then the shopper or they're shopping they a double or triple and they get the customer's items or mixed up. they yeah. make a they make a mistake like that yeah well, that, that that's something different but maybe you um, can explain this like i've never understood like instacart's probably the worst of all the apps about this is that they prioritize new shoppers over veteran shoppers and the theory is basically is that a new shopper with a W2 mindset will just take anything that they can get. Whereas you and I, like we can look at an offer and like within one second, you can tell if it's worth it or not. Right. Um, but like I, with DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, you know, it's, there's a lot less skill involved in those lines of work. Right. I'm not trying to like, you know, you know, talk down to Grub Dash Eats drivers. I'm one of you. But with Instacart shipped and corner shop, you know, grocery shopping, there's a lot of finesse to it. And if you just let any schmuck do it, and like I've seen it, you know, when I'm in stores and I see other shoppers, um, they like they're putting eggs at the bottom of the cart and putting wine bottles and Pepsi bottles on top of it or, um, it's just stuff like that, or like they don't know how to bag. Like they don't. All they know is that they're getting paid to do grocery. They didn't shopping. buy my book. Yeah. <laughs> you have uh, a chapter in here about uh, bagging. Yes, that's all in there. That's in there. <laughs> so I've read this. I just haven't read it in a while. It's there's there the, that's in mm -hmm. there. Uh, shipped is the same way as what you're talking about, Chad. Mm -hmm. They uh, oh. when you start with Instacart or Shipped, they send you. They throw you softballs. <clears throat> they throw you softballs for a couple of weeks. I don't remember if it's the first number of orders or the first 30 days, but you get, you get uh, all the orders as if you had a five Oh. Yeah. And um, you know, that's uh, I, that, that's fine. That's fine because you can see the potential of what, what you can make. Uh, so sure. You know, it's funny. Uh, after I finished that Amazon block, I you know I still had time to kill, and I still need to make a little bit more money. So, and I was gonna stop at the store anyway on the way home, and I pull in the parking lot. I get and then like a, I get the banner notification that said Instacart Publix, 
2850. And I was like, okay, I'm looking, I'm listening. And it pops up and I see, I see two houses on the map. And then I see the item count is only like 25 items. And I'm like, oh yeah. And it's, and it, the houses were on my way home anyway. Okay. So I took it and I didn't realize it until I started, uh, until I got closer into the app that it was a triple. And it, like, I didn't see one of the houses on it because the person lives so close to the store that like, that's, that's sneaky. Yeah. Um, and I think one of them, you know, I didn't take a good look at it, but either one of them didn't tip or they all tip like two bucks or something. Nope. Ah, all right. Actually, this isn't too bad. Are they all I, tips? Yeah. Let me, I don't know if this is going to show on camera. Right. Yeah. All right. So customer A tip five bucks. Customer B, I had to refund them one thing. One thing I lost. Can you see that? It went from know. 621 to 582. So that's like what, 40 cents? And then customer C, 795. That might so have I mean, been a, that they might have been a ten, they might have been tipping at the ten percent rate. Yeah. If someone tips at a higher percentage, one small refund nicks it a lot more. I did get a dollar twenty in fuel assistance. So you get forty cents per person. So like on doubles and triple. Okay. I never noticed that until now. I haven't done a double or triple in a long time. Mileage on this was pretty high, seven point or nine point eight, but um yeah, you can see see how mm -hmm. uh, the the first customer is like right next to the store. I mean, it was fine by me. How how long were did were you able to finish that in an hour? Yeah, all of it. So I start exactly an hour because it says arrival five thirty nine, drop uh -huh. off customer C six thirty nine. Okay, all right. Well then, that's like you made twenty five an hour. That's pretty good. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty. Yeah. Well, okay. Twenty eight an hour. I really think like with doubles and triples, you should get at least ten dollars per order, but. That was pretty close, and shipped is starting. Shipped is starting to do doubles, no mm -hmm. triples, and uh, you, um, it pays better. Hmm. Instacart is always, but they, that is they even from the beginning. You know, you take a double, and it's the same batch pay. Mm -hmm. so. Oh yeah, they they also mentioned the the new uh, multi store shops on Instacart. I've seen those. I haven't actually. I haven't. When they first launched a few weeks ago, I, I saw a lot of them, but I've never actually taken one because they're all terrible. Uh, have you seen those in your market? Have you tried oh, any of those? Uh, explain what that is. It's it's like a with Instacart, the the multi store. What is that? It's it works. It's just like with DoorDash or Uber Eats or something where you're not just shopping at one store, but you're shopping at two stores and then you're for the same customer or different? No, for different customers. Okay. So it's, for it's for, for, for Frank, you go to Publix and then for Sue, you go to Winn-Dixie. Well, you wouldn't do Winn-Dixie yeah. on, on Instagram. It's usually like, but okay. Right. It's, right. it's usually more like Walgreens and Seven Eleven. you know, like convenience yeah, store stuff yeah. or I don't know. They've all been terrible. And like some people are saying, that's why, there's a lot less batches in the queue now is because they're stacking orders mm -hmm. But like I said, I haven't really seen too many. I like, I saw a lot of them when it first launched and I haven't seen any in a while. I mean, that's, it's just me. So. Well, with shift, if you wait, <laughs> the longer you wait, they have to split those orders up. So if you don't take them, <laughs> uh, don't take them then, they'll, then, they'll, then they'll end up, they'll end up atomizing into individual batches. So multi-store shops are, are garbage. Yeah. I mean, all this <clears throat> with shipped or Instacart, it's all about choosing wisely. Yeah. And the longer you do it, the more you see, the, the mm -hmm. better, the better you are at, at picking. Did uh, you see this uh, comment from Brian in here? I'm not seeing any comments and, you know, I don't see anyone. In, I also don't see the channel. I got to, uh, you can watch the show on your phone, like through your account. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll do that next time. He said, never take advice from a guy online with a porn mustache and wood panel. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, hey. I, I've been trying to convince Steve to shave that thing or do something else with it. You know, like, you know, I got my chin goatee here. I'm not going to do that. Whatever anyway, works. Yeah. See. All right. Let's let's move on. We're going. We've been talking about Instacart forever. So let's move on <clears> to 
Airbnb for dog parks. I'm just going to play this video. I don't think it's too long. I think it's like three minutes. Play. Let's go, dude. I don't know why this isn't playing. I saw, um, they talked about this on the Gay Economy podcast. Okay. Here we go. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. you there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's move on are we are we, we got, back we, <clears throat> yeah so this what happened one, what happened to the dog <laughs> i don't know it's just it's going super slow so actually you know what what i used to do last year is whenever we had a video i would just download it and then mm, upload yeah. it in here and just play it like that commercial right. we just watched Right. By the way, uh, Maximo is not just for Uber and Lyft. It's also for DoorDash and Uber Eats, or not DoorDash, Grubhub and Uber Eats. And um, so you can, it's it, you know, you can set all your parameters in there, just like with Drivers Utility Helper. So go to Bitly slash Maximo to uh, check out that app. Again, it's only on Android. All right, our last story. This when we get into our funny, lighthearted stories, and this is out of Japan. I believe it's out of Japan. Sora News 24. Osaka woman gives foreign foreigner Uber Eats worker fake money. Thought he wouldn't know the difference, but he did. Actually, let me zoom in here so you guys can see. <coughs> On April 29th of last year. Really? This is from a year ago? <laughs> a 20-something woman living in Osaka's Taisho Ward decided to order some ice cream through Uber Eats. As a matter of fact, she decided to order a lot. Six containers coming to a total cost of 4,225 yen or 34 US dollars. Her That's order good. allowed her to pay cash. And when the delivery person came to the door, she handed him a 10,000 yen bill. Well, actually, she handed him a counterfeit 10,000 yen bill, but she didn't think he'd be able to tell it was fake. Why? Because he was a foreigner. The woman, then a college student, had had a previous Uber Eats order delivered by a different foreigner. They really like to use the word foreigner <laughs> who gave her an incorrect amount of change, presumably more than he should have. On the day she ordered the ice cream, she did some checking online and based on the information she gathered pretty that her delivery person that day would once again be a foreigner. Take a drink every time she, <laughs> they say foreigner. <laughs> Prior to his arrival, she used her apartment scanner printer to make a double-sided collar copy of 10,000 yen bill on printer paper, which she cut out with a pair of scissors later admitting, I didn't think he'd be able to tell it was fake. But while quickly counting out change can get a little tricky when you're using the currency of a country other than the one you grew up in, it doesn't take nearly as much cultural immersion to notice that the tactile and visual differences between legal tender and printer paper. There's also the fact that foreigner or not, the, gotta take a drink. 
He's a weird foreigner. The Uber East delivery person deals with yen bills every day. He realized right away that the woman was trying to pull a scam and call the cops on her, whereupon she was charged with production and usage of counterfeit currency. She was confined to her home in, starting in November, and last month a verdict was handed down in her trial in Osaka, finding her guilty of the crimes she was charged with. During the proceedings, it was pointed out that between monthly payments from her parents to help pay for her living expenses or part-time job, the woman who lives by herself was not dealing with financial difficulties that would have prevented her from paying for ice cream, honestly, and also that she decided to try to dupe the billiard person specifically because he was a foreigner. Drink. <sighs> Counterfeiting carries some serious, le serious legal penalties in Japan with no maximum limit on the number of years of imprisonment if the accused is found guilty. The judge handed down a sentence of three years in prison Suspended for four years, providing the woman stays in ground or in good legal standing in light of remorse she showed during the trial. All right, so this, this didn't really have a lot to do with gig work, but it's just because she tried to scam a Uber Eats driver. I thought it was worth talking about. Have you ever, you know, I, I've worked retail since I was a teenager, and like whenever you ha handle cash, I don't know if it's by law, but like every company I've ever worked for where you handle cash. They make you watch a training video on how to tell if the money's counterfeit. And even today, I know it's like, even at like a $20 bill, you give a cashier, they have some mm -hmm. marker that they, mm -hmm. they have to put on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if other countries do that. This ink, or... The special ink. Yeah. I remember mm. having to hold it up to the light and you would see like a watermark or something. But I don't know. You ever had a, a counterfeit bill or somebody try to get you know pay for something with a counterfeit bill with to you many years ago a long time ago in a galaxy far, far i away. was <laughs> i bought <laughs> i bought i bought this drug and <laughs> the guy not only uh, that guy also this drug conned me conned me and had me take a hundred dollar bill which <laughs> i then went unwittingly and spent at a bar and the bar and uh they almost i'm surprised they didn't call the cops on me well so, yeah you got to be careful of that uh you know what i, th I think the real lesson of the story is Real lesson of the story is if you think America has some anti-immigration sentiment, yeah, go to Japan. Oh yeah, yes. all the yeah. Did you country, see it in yeah. that in that article? It's all it's in <laughs> I love how I love how in this story it says in bold face because he was a foreigner. Yeah. It didn't and, say what country he was from. You know, no the it, it's whoever it probably China. I don't know. Who knows? Philippines. Let us know, you know, let they, us know in the comments if you've ever had somebody like try to give you fake currency or or something like that. Anyway, so let's move on to our last. Well, notice, you know, it was a year ago, but see the story, it, they were able to write uh, uh, about her comeuppance yeah. because, you know, she she pawned the, the money a year ago, but she's since been you know sentenced to three years in prison that's not you know that's wow. another fit the, the other famous thing about asian you know jail sentences is they're serious if you break the law she got i don't know what suspended for four years means but three to four years for passing a you know a, a big bill mm -hmm. that's that's pretty serious right. and she was a college student but yeah don't do that kids yeah all right, let's move on to our last story. So when I saw this in the, you know, in my mailbox, like I get my my Google alerts every morning and the headline said security camera catches porch thief stealing Amazon delivery driver. And when I read that, I was like, wait, these these words are out of order. That doesn't make sense. Like don't they mean Amazon driver porch thief or porch thief stealing Amazon delivery? Actually, yeah, if you drop if you drop the word driver, security camera catches porch thief stealing Amazon delivery driver. That it sounds it that doesn't sound like it makes it doesn't make sense, but watch this video. 
Notice he's in a he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> so for everybody listening on the audio podcast, there's like a literal Amazon driver at the door. Is a real person, but he's like frozen like a mannequin. And then a guy comes up out of his car and he steals the Here's actual the person. This is the punchline. Oh, and there's there's <laughs> there's two, a second one. There's two drivers. Mm -hmm. Zach drives fast. Said, "Lol, what did I just watch? That's awesome." Mm -hmm. This this is a real, this is something that like Nugs should have done. This would have been a great Nugs video. <laughs> Who's that? There goes a bystander. Yeah, just a random, <laughs> random guy walking pedestrian. By. All right, so that was from The Onion. Which very funny. Very yeah. funny. Good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cute. And I like that it wasn't a 15-second TikTok, you know? Mm-hmm. Although they, pro they probably could have cut that down to about 30 seconds. But, you know, one minute. Oh, Ellen, Ellen is here. Hey, Ellen. Hello, Ellen. And uh, yeah, what did I just watch? That's awesome. Yeah, that, that it, it was cute. And let's see. Oh, 65,000 views. This was, and it was uploaded yesterday. I mean, well, it is The Onion. It's not like this is like a gig tuber, but yeah, 65,000. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cute. So um, that's, that's, that's the wrap. I, again, I said I wanted to finish the show in like a half hour, 45 minutes, and we're at 52 minutes as of right now. Um, that's great. That's I guess great. we got eight minutes to kill if we want to go for an even hour. Do you have any uh, funny stories from the road or anything this week? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Uh, do you like? How's the channel doing? You brought it back. Is it not? Uh, I mean, is it? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a while to kind of grow. Up. But I I also opened a Rumble and Odyssey channel, and I'm going to start uploading to those uh, <laughs> kind of as a mirror site. I mean, not that I, I don't think I'm ever in danger of losing my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're definitely to the right of Bernie Sanders. And usually if you're to the right of Bernie Sanders on YouTube, um, you're, you're kind of in danger, but um, well, yeah. it's also, I, I, you know, cracks like in it's, and I'm on TikTok too. I just haven't made any content for there yet. Is that like these new platforms? What's nice is that like anybody can be like the next big thing on there because like with YouTube, you know, all the big channels, all the big names, they've been established for years. And I don't know if we're gonna have another like Mr. Beast, you know, somebody who just grows organically like mm -hmm. that. It's so actually if you look at like the top 20 YouTube channels. 19 of them are just corporations. They're all just like music video channels and stuff like that. Mr. Beast is the only like quote unquote individual on that list. Although he does have like, you know, he, now he has a whole production company and he has like a crew of like 20 or 30 people working. Well, then with he's, him. he's, he's a company. Yeah. Oh, he was on Joe Rogan a few weeks ago. Did you see it? No, no, I haven't listened to, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan in a while. I'm behind oh. on I'm behind on all that. What do you What do you think of uh, Elon going on the yeah. board of Twitter? Oh, that's hilarious! It's I don't know if he's actually going to be able to get anything done there though. So that, what, what, I I think it's very interesting. It's in very interesting. One. Well, he's he's got you know he's a um, he's different from the Silicon Valley mindset. He's not a technocrat. You know, mm -hmm. I, when I lived in Austin, I would go to the South by Southwest interactive conferences and all these gig people and all these app people were all there and it's very technocratic and he, he's not. Yeah. So uh, anyone I, like I, think I, I love neat. that. He... I think it'll be neat. I, I think it'll be neat. He'll make a lot of that. Maybe maybe Twitter can do some new, new and interesting things. Uh, yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe we'll be broadcasting on Twitter instead of YouTube in a year or two actually I, th this show is being broadcast on twitter that's nice with stream oh, okay you can simulcast the youtube facebook and twitter at the same time i wish they would get right. some kind of rumble or odyssey or bit shoot actually and it, like actually you can stream to it if you have like the 
RTMP and the stream key or whatever, but um, it's funny. Actually, on uh, I don't know if you watched Tim Pool or not, but uh, one of his shows, I think it was from last night or two nights ago. Yeah, here it is. Um, this is the the Tim Cast show. That's where it's him and his friends. Twitter refuses to bring back Trump despite Elon joining board. So, yeah, there was a lot of rumors that maybe if Elon is on the board of directors with Twitter, he could get them to bring back Trump. But I guess it's not going to happen. Not that I really I think care. He, I think there, <laughs> there, there are. If he spends that kind of money, if anybody were to was were to spend that kind of money mm-hmm. to that he has, he has bigger ideas and that's that's what i think is interesting is what are those ideas what i just love that like he drives people crazy so anyway uh i guess that about wraps it up for tonight's show again well it was great i had a lot of fun thanks for thanks for the inviting me chad this new format is you know it's going to take us a few like it's funny like when hannibal and i first started doing this show last year that if you go back and watch the first show, it's like so, like unprofessional and like and then like at like and like towards the last towards the end, like we were just like in a total groove, you know. So I'm hoping like that's it's just gonna take a little while, and then like we'll get into that kind of groove where we will be able to roll and you know you know well, bounce bounce off each other and everything like that. We'll so. get into the groove like Madonna. Yeah, Steve, you got to start making YouTube videos or or something, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Give this video a thumbs up if you think Steve should shave his mustache. <laughs> Look, you know, I've always said if it's good enough for Tom Selleck, it's good enough for me. Yeah, but it's not 1985 anymore, though. <laughs> and yeah, Tom Selleck can pull that off. My dad's had a mustache since he was like 20. He still has it. It's one of the few straight people that can pull off a mustache, you know. I can't like all there's all these blank spots on my face. Yeah, um, that's that's like this is why mm-hmm. I only have the chin beard because this is the only right. part of my face where it grows uh, right. thick. By the way, tomorrow night uh, we bring back the interview show, and I will be interviewing Jacob <laughs> Warren. So check that out, eight o'clock Eastern tomorrow night, seven Central. Who who is that? Uh, he's a new, fairly new gig tuber. He's been on, around for about a year. He does, you know, Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats. I don't know if he does Instacart or not. Um, that, yeah, so he doesn't do the grocery stuff. He, he does might the food pickup. Yeah, but he he mostly does grub dashing. Mm. So, mm. hey, Fox Racing's here. Hey, hey, hello to your co-host. I, it, it always cracks me about oh. people join the feed right as we're about to wrap up. So, but you can always watch the replay. You can always download the audio podcast if this is too long for you. Um, well, we'll and, see you at seven o'clock next week. Oh, he said I was watching earlier, but I had to request a. All right. No, no, actually, you know, it's funny. What is he, regarding I, the tip baiting what? Uh, how about if DoorDash and the rest of the food delivery apps guarantee 3 to $5 tips for their delivery drivers? Well, DoorDash used to, um, every order with DoorDash up until like 2019, it was a $6 minimum, but they were, they, what they did, they had like a tip pool essentially. So like all the tips went into a pool and then like, um, so that like on, on orders without tips, you would still get a $6 minimum because they were subsid like they were taking the tips from, you know, the high paying orders and then pooling them deliver that works on the same process. And then, you know, don't get me started on this, but so like, you know, all these people, and it's probably the same people that complain about Instacart. Um, you know, they, they were like, I don't, DoorDash is stealing our tips. So they, you know, did this class action lawsuit and then DoorDash said, okay, we're stopped stealing your tips. And then and overnight DoorDash went from a $6 minimum to like a $3. And then eventually it went all the way down to $2. Um, I was like, thank man, you, I was like, making- thank you class. I- that's, that's what happens when you instigate a class action lawsuit against your employer. I can't remember if it was class action or like, they I'm settled. pretty sure it was yeah. a class action. Yeah, I don't know it's it was... the, just like Instacart. It might have been an Same FTC thing. thing too. No, I can't they remember. Settled. It was a class action, and they was settled. it okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and what I was gonna say is, how many of those people that initiated that class action law are still driving for for DoorDash? Probably none. None. Maybe a handful of people. 
So, you know, it's like these people, they wanted to get their money. They got their money back in 2019 and bounced. And now the rest the, of us get, get stuck with $2 no tip orders. You know, the, these are all I would take things. those $6 orders any day. As long, you know, as long as they're not, I mean, you can still decline them, but $6 yeah. minimum, that's, the, that's, the, that's really good. These are all tipping jobs. They're all tip jobs. And um, mm. so in Texas, we have favor. Yeah. I'm yeah, the weird guy class. in Texas. Yeah, I'm the weird guy in Texas. So I do shift as the grocery delivery favor and, and I do favor. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, so with favor, your guarantee is two bucks, two bucks of delivery. But do you know what the guarantee, you know what the um, suggested tip is? Favors suggested tip is 20%. Nice. Now is that so it's basically you basically it's like DoorDash? Is it just food yeah, delivery or no, is it you, yeah, it's you, you, you deliver Chick-fil-A and Whataburger. Well, anywhere, anywhere. It's mm. it's the same thing. It's just like it's just like DoorDash. <laughs> except you except you are ninety percent of what you earn is tipping and is so what tip. So what's you like the average to, payout on, on that app? I haven't done favor in a while, but there's people, you know, I'm still in the favor Facebook group and you know, there's people who are, who are just the old timers. They're so just you're, like, you're they're just like us. It's like they have their set hours and they work full time and they make some, they make X amount of money every, you know, and they know how much they need to work and, and they, and they make enough to earn a living. You're in good favor with favor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. We're going super long. Let's wrap this up. I will be back on Friday with Gig Mom. Uh, so she's going to be our Friday night co-host. Steve will be back next Wednesday. Hannah will be back on Monday. And like I said, we'll be interviewing Jacob Warren tomorrow. And then Chris from Real Ride Share Stories next Thursday. That's April 14th. I don't know if you can see. Oh, you can't see on this, but I have a, a calendar over here. So, all right. Have a good night. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys. Right. Yep. Bye.